0: What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here, Welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down, episode 102.6, and we are continuing our playthrough of Lost Odyssey. Today I have with me Matt. Hello. And yeah, trekking along here, I feel like I played a lot of this game, but didn't actually get far in it.
1: Yeah, I had that same thought. I had at least two big buckets of time, one that was just a bunch of repeats and one that was needless grinding. Accidental, not even intentional needless grinding, because sometimes I want
0: that. (laughs) So, before we get into that, you sent me a photograph of your television screen. Would you like to elaborate on that a little bit? Oh, this
1: was a... This was a bit of an issue where I ended up losing some gameplay and I wasn't quite sure why. Uh, (laughs) I had the unfortunate timing of being kind of in the thick of things and then getting a phone call and I wasn't sure what to do so I just paused the game and walked away. By the time I was done with my phone call and I got back, my system, my Xbox had shut off, and I was like, well, that's not really what I wanted to do. I definitely was nowhere near a save point, so wonder what happened. And I turned it back on, and I tried to play, and and basically that's what it said, is that I could no longer access the storage device, essentially. And I wasn't sure what that meant, so I kind of went through the standard menu and just clicked to select my cloud storage, loaded my game and started, and I thought everything was fine. And then about five seconds later, it said, yeah, just so you know, you you won't be able to save because we still can't access your storage device.
0: So how was that fixed?
1: Uh, it was fixed by me just through the menu, shutting the system off and restarting from my last save point, which... Killed about an hour of gameplay.
0: Oof. Yeah,
1: yeah. One one of multiple times I, I lost some time on this playthrough.
0: So, first order of business: go to your Xbox Series X settings and set it to never time out.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be helpful.
0: That's uh, one of the things. So mine will mine will quote unquote time out, but it will just darken the screen and kind of pause the game uh and eventually the gate like my controller will turn off and it will say please yeah. reconnect controller and that's why i left it at yeah but your xbox turned off completely yep certainly did yeah definitely fix that man yeah it's in your settings
1: <laughs> yeah i th- this is the first game i've played on my series x i have not really played with any of the settings i have not sort of played with any sweet new features uh i am still hoping to get game pass and enjoy all that the series x can give me but at the moment it's just been my lost odyssey box and i
0: i, I need to explore a bit more absolutely so um i i they have quick resume quick resume from what I... I never trust it because I'm a stickler for that kind of thing. People swear up and down by it and I know it works. I don't know if it works on Xbox 360 games that are being emulated. But on Xbox One and Series X games, you can totally just like go out of the... from the main menu and do quick resume. I know I accidentally did it one time playing Sunset Overdrive. Uh... And when I, like, I had totally forgot about it. I think it was, like, a couple of days later I came back to it. And then, <laughs> and then I, I turned on my Xbox, and immediately my game was up. And I was still right there in the streets with a bunch of zombies surrounding me. And I was like, huh. Okay. Right.
1: See, I think I, I think I actually conditioned myself not to do that. Because one time early on in Lost Odyssey, I think I did that I think I even went farther than that though and actually like shut my system down or put it to sleep yeah and then picked it up the next day and made it to the next checkpoint saved my game and it told me like 12 hours had passed and I was like oh goddamn it it was recording gameplay time the entire time it was suspended so I actually didn't want that disconnect between actual play time and in-game playtime, time, so I killed my entire gameplay session and reset to the last save point, just so I wouldn't have those 12 hours banked on my gameplay clock. Matt. So, because of that, here's... here's Why? Here's <laughs> how I've ended every, every single day that I play this game, is when I'm done playing, I save, I exit to the main menu, yep. then I load up a different game, which was a D&D game that I actually haven't played, but it was on sale a couple weeks ago and bought it for like a dollar or two. D&D I game. load that game up only until it hits the menu and then I suspend that game. <laughs> so that I'm definitely not recording any gameplay on Lost Odyssey. And it is a whole like complicated process for me to shut down my Series X.
0: Okay, Matt, we're going to need to talk about this for a second because <laughs> this is... <laughs> This is a this, little... It's hard. Ugh.
1: It's hard for me to stop. It's like it's, it's like I'm conditioning myself not to ever stop playing this game because I hate having to go through like six steps to shut my system down.
0: Oh my god. Just go back to the very video. Hit the Xbox button. Select, like, select... All you have to do is select Lost Odyssey from the menu and just say, quit game. That's all you gotta do, man.
1: Yeah. I just... I, I really wanted that whole quick resume thing until it was messing up my gameplay time.
0: What is what is the, the D&D game? I'm just curious now. I think it's called, like, Chronicles of Mistara. Oh, yeah, Mistara. That's a fantastic game. That's a that's a, uh beat 'em up game. Yeah,
1: it was, like, $2. So I was yeah. like, ah, oh, definitely going to buy this.
0: Yeah, there's two of them. Uh, I think they came in a bundle. I think it's got both. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the bundle that I got. Oh, it's fantastic. Those games are great. Um... Did Capcom? Make those or Konami? Mm,
1: I wanted to say Capcom.
0: Okay, I can't remember. But uh yeah. Anyway, back to Lost Odyssey. <laughs> that's uh oh, yeah, that's,
1: that's my Lost Odyssey shutdown process.
0: <laughs> so, uh we're like complete opposites because if I let my game just sit there and the clock run up, I don't give a crap.
1: Ugh. Oh. I I don't have a good enough memory, so I'm like, how long did it take me to play? I don't know. I have to check the clock. It's
0: not that big of a deal. You can you yeah. can guess, boss.
1: <laughs> yeah, fair.
0: I don't care if you put forty hours in this game or two hundred fifty. Well, uh, maybe it's a weird CD thing. I don't know. Uh, that's okay. You you do you, man. <laughs> anyway. Uh, gosh! Last week, do you last... know the amount of
1: time I used to spend inputting time into Raptor to track my gameplay? Holy crap! Did oh. I no time with
0: that. Yeah, I remember Raptor, man. I gosh, you, you're bringing back 2008 again.
1: And it would like some like with the Xbox, it would always record the gameplay automatically, or PC, it would, and yeah. then it yeah. wouldn't on the PlayStation. And since I was spending most of my time on the PS3, it was just. It was a lot of time of being like, yeah, I can only play for exactly two hours, so I can record my time. It can't be two and a half hours, or I'll, you know, it, my tracking
0: will be off. So, yep, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Two OCD, I guess. I I also, uh, you know, it could do like a custom uh, tweet for you. Yep. And I had mindset to how outdated is this? <laughs> um, Kudo Sedona who was the lead of the connect part of Xbox. He did that presentation showing off the connect. And he said, do you ever wonder what the bottom of an avatar shoe looks like? And he's supposed to show the avatars shoe by lifting up his leg, but it does like a weird, like <laughs> contortion thing. And he goes, well, bang there it is. And that was a running joke with me and my friends. And so I set it up to, every time I play something on Xbox, it would say, Ever wonder what the bottom of a Lost Odyssey looks like? Well, bam, there it is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Gosh, how stupid. How stupid.
1: Oh, the glory days of 2008.
0: I swear, man, that was uh, Raptor. Gosh, whatever happened to Raptor, I'm sure it shut down. Yeah, definitely did.
1: I was with it until the last days trying to export my gameplay logs.
0: Man. Anyway, back to Lost Odyssey. <laughs> uh last we left off we had uh made it to the cave where the the uh train had crashed that had Kaim and Sarah on it. And we go down to this cave and I remember I started the cave and got wiped. And I was like, "Well, looks like I got to grind some more." And that's exactly what I did. And it's not not very fun when you have three mages and a pseudo mage on your team, and that's it. Pseudo mage being Mac, yes, because he's not strong enough to be a tank. He's not. Yet a, a man, but not really a woman <laughs> or a girl. He's anymore. on the cusp. Yeah. I, I don't know that song. Anyway.
1: I do still find this game very strange in the way that I don't feel like it distributes attacks. I feel like it picks who its least favorite party member is and just bashes them. I feel like yes, I'll have four or five enemies in a row attack one, and I don't know if it's because they have a personal grudge against Mac, let's say, or <laughs> if it's because he's charging a spell that has triggered them to a- attack him. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I had the same thing with, with Cook. Uh, yeah. A lot of the monsters in this dungeon particularly really wanted to go after Cook, which was fine by me because he was in the back row and it was doing like 40 damage. But yeah. they would constantly barrage Cook. And I was like, that's weird. But I'll take it. And Yeah. I don't... It's... gosh. This game, like... Some of did, the... Go did ahead. you
1: get a sense, though, whether you think that was a... Uh, did... <laughs> did Cook do something to trigger that?
0: or not, not that I know of. I think the only thing I could think of was that the game realizes that's my main healer, and they wanted to take out my healer.
1: Yeah, because I, I almost could have sworn that it was only... It only triggered once she would do, like, a Zephyr. Once she was, like, charging a Zephyr, that would trigger them to all attack her. So I thought maybe it was you know, her state of either a, a big heal spell or a big damage spell that, that being the kind of thing that would trigger it. But I, I was never really sure.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, but they, yeah, that was, I, I did notice that, that they were constantly going after one person. And I was like, that's, that's really weird. But, uh, there is an enemy later on in the game, uh, at the ancient ruins, I think, or, or I can't remember what the place is called. Um, those freaking frogs. <laughs> those friggin' frogs. That, the ones that, that
1: jump and, like, body slam you?
0: Yeah, and do yeah. 2,000 damage to you.
1: Yeah, those are those,
0: those are big boy frogs. At that point, I was like, said, get into my freaking... No, Tolton, get into my freaking party and give me Persistence. Yep. And that's exactly what I did. I put Persistence on every single one of my Immortals, and I'm not playing that game anymore. It's... It, I, I, I have quickly started grinding not for levels, but grinding for skills. Yep. Yeah, absolutely.
1: That's what I was doing kind of mid-game. Uh, it, that was the only thing that mattered. I really want to expand out these key skills so that everybody has access to it when it's needed. Because, yeah. man, this game, when it, when it wants to throw a gate at you like that, it, it certainly can.
0: Yeah, and these are regular enemies that you're going to run into constantly that can completely wipe out your front party. And I'm just like, oh, gosh, this is just a freaking nightmare. And they throw three of them at you at a time? I'm just like, what? That's, yeah, anyway. So going through this cave, most of these are like lizard guys that are fire-based. And I swear, yeah. I don't know why. There's only four friggin' elements in this game. But for the life of me, I can never remember which one's weak to which, except for fire's weak to water. <laughs> And I'm just like, all right, what's the ground? What's ground week two again? And I'm like, is it wind or or it can't be water? And I'm, I'm like, I have to constantly go, go to my phone and look up the elemental chart. There's only four in this game. And I can't remember them to save my life. But it doesn't really matter because after the ancient uh, ruins... I go get me a spell that was suggested to me by Chad that I don't care anymore. (laughs) And I highly suggest, Matt, you go get it as well. But I will get to that in a minute. So we go down this cave. Uh, There's basically two sections to this cave. Uh, A lot of um, heat geysers. That we gotta avoid. Yeah. yeah,
1: have to avoid. The game likes it. I mean, we had ice geysers in the snow plains. Yeah, now oh, we've got heat geysers in the caves. Sure, seems to be a thing it likes to do.
0: And then uh, the latter part of this area is the poison mist that you have to walk through. Um. Okay, I was gonna say that these later dungeons are aren't as as open slash confusing, but then I say I say that, and then we're going to the ancient ruin area.
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't have a tough time with the ancient ruins.
0: I didn't either, but man, do I tell you that was those were two hours that I was just pissed off, annoyed the entire time.
1: Yeah, I I was about an hour in when I paused my game and took a phone call, and lost it. And then I, and then I got the message from you, and I was like, oh great, I haven't even actually really broken into it yet. And so once I do, uh, I was almost like, all right, now I don't even want to start this game back up again because I just lost this time. I'm 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 pissed because of that. And then I'm thinking about how hard this is going to be. So yeah, the ancient caves I kind of had a, a roller coaster of emotions with.
0: Anyway, so yeah, we finally find Kamisara. They are frozen solid in a block of ice, uh, and we get attacked by a ice elemental. The what is it called? This the ice magical beast. Yep, ice magic beast. Ice magic beast. Puppy monkey baby. There you go. Um, and the fun thing about this one. Is that as soon as the fight begins, it starts off with reflect. (laughs) Which means every single magical ability I shoot at it, it reflects back to me and does no damage to them. Yep. And I have three mages and a monk in my party. Talk about a battle of wills here.
1: Yeah, the number of times I also said, well, maybe, maybe a physical, like, maybe force will get through. Nope. Like, nope, definitely doesn't. I'm like, well, shine, that's a different kind of, you know, it's it's in white magic. Maybe that'll get through. I'm like, nope, definitely doesn't.
0: So we have to rely on Mac to do all of the damage. And, well, like I said, Mac's not powerful enough to be an attacker. And yeah not
1: straight away, although later on, and I found out how how much better the offensive characters get the physical characters get when you give them powerus Whew. yeah,
0: yeah I,
1: they they pack a punch at that point
0: my my thing is is does any of this stuff stack so power us plus like you know power drink does that stack uh See, I don't, I don't know how the mechanics of this game work. It's like I've been saying, like you know, with you know, where's the stats for speed and intelligence and stuff like that? It's not in this game. Yep. The only time
1: I saw it is it later, later on in this game, you get the ability to, it's like ultimate analysis.
0: Yeah, that's SED's ability.
1: Yeah, I could swear that I was looking at characters and I saw every buff and debuff under the name. And I thought that was really cool because I haven't seen it in the rest of the game.
0: Yeah, that, that's uh, that's that's definitely something that showed up.
1: Yeah, that that's super helpful. I, I wish it was here. I wish you could find it normally.
0: Yeah, somehow. I'm sure it's out there. It's probably one of the side quest things. Yeah. So uh, we had to fight this thing. I didn't die to it, but it was just a long, long battle. Yeah, same here. I didn't think it was all that hard, but yeah, it, it definitely dra- dragged on. Um, Bunch of anti-frozen uh, anti uh, frozen, uh, skills. is what I used. But um, yeah, uh, we kill the magical beast, and the uh, ice melts, and Kaim and Sarah are dead <laughs> not really though <laughs> uh, but they uh, Mac and Cook pray to uh, Lyrum and uh, she comes and resurrects them I guess right yeah I mean I, yep. I, I guess that's the best way to describe it and so we are now reunited uh, now all we have to do is um, find uh, Seth and and Tolton and Sed, which, um, for the life of me, I can't remember how we run back into them. I know that they show up on the ship.
1: Yeah, I know they, like, save us or something. I think it does. It doesn't. It just like rise up out of the water. Like here. I think so. Yeah.
0: Gosh, I can't remember. Now. They're in the
1: caves. Yeah, I, I thought it was just at, kind of at the pool next to it.
0: Okay. And then we hop on board the Nautilus.
1: Yep. It just says just then from the floor burst the Nautilus. Okay. Seth said and told all in good spirits.
0: Oh, good. So. We're all back reunited. So it begins me teaching every immortal double SP. And then <laughs> eventually uh, you get double experience. I believe at level 40, said learns double experience. Mm. And that is chef's kiss right there. So, um, but yeah, so, Next order of business, we got to go back to Namara. Um, since... Uh, since... Jeez. Uh, uh, Gongora. I was going to say Golbez. God, God. <laughs> I'm playing Final Fantasy. Um, uh, Gongora uh, has, you know, <laughs> att- attempted to take over the world. We're going to have to uh, regroup somewhere and so Ming says well why don't we go back to my hometown I have left it uh, I have no idea what's happening there uh, we need to get back there so gotta go to Numara there's a problem the Nautilus as powerful as it is cannot handle the uh, the hyper currents the hyper currents is that what they were called uh, and so, if we try to go across them to get to Namara, we just get pushed back. So we need some—we need some more juice. We need some magical energy to power up the ship.
1: This is where I always feel awkward because I'm like, "Yes, the game is expanded," and I'm like, "Well, shit! Now I don't know what to do." Immediately, as soon as as soon as I'm given this nugget of freedom, I'm like, "I don't know what to do."
0: This game does not tell you what to do. You yep. get a cutscene saying we need to go to Nomara, and then you're like, "Oh, I can't go to Nomara." Yep. All right, ooh, ooh, ooh. where do I go?
1: So this is when I proceeded to waste a whole lot of time by just kind of floating around in the Nautilus, and then you know I'm like, "All right, well I just I'll just head for the land, and then something will trigger." Nothing did, so I'm like, "Well, I'll just kind of go along the coast for a while, taking the sights, see if at some point something will trigger." Nothing did. So then I finally was like, all right, well, let me bring up the map. And I'm like, aha, uh, there are multiple things blinking. So one, one of these has to be where I need to go. So I just looked for the brightest blinking thing and went there. And it turns out that was not of much help. Because that ended up taking me to a set of caves that were just called like the Terrace caves, I think.
0: Yep, I went there and uh, realized this is not where I need to be and left.
1: Yep, I realized that after I wasted about an hour in there, th- figuring that because you keep going up and I'm like, all right, so this, this is pretty clear. You know, I, I start where we've landed and I, I'm pretty sure I found essentially every chest in that area, but I couldn't figure out where, you know, what what was the point? Where's the end boss? Where's the where's the big treasure chest that's going to get me something that's critical to the game? And I, and eventually I gave up, looked it up, and it, and and it said, yeah, there is nothing in here that's critical of the game. It's just just a random dungeon. So, uh, yeah, I, I wasted some time there for a while before I just said, all right, uh, just tell me where I need to go.
0: Yeah, you texted me that, and I was like, mm, I'm going with the fact. So I looked at the fact, and they told me exactly where to go. Yeah, smart, smart. that's exactly what I did. So we go to the ancient ruins. Let's talk about the Ancient Ruins. The Ancient Ruins are the place where those frogs are that will do 2,000 damage to a single character. And I'm like, God bless it. I am not happy. The Ancient Ruins is also a place where there are multiple floating platforms that you have to use to go across. So it is basically like a little mini maze. On top of that, there are platforms that you cannot use while you're standing on it. So we decide to once again split the party. <laughs>
1: yeah. With no choice on party composition.
0: Exactly. Again. So we got the grand, we got the, the grandparents and the grandchildren in a party and then the, the ragtags of. Ming, Cook, no, Ming, Jansen, Tolton, Sed, and uh, Seth. And for some reason, I kept getting into a ton of fights with Kim, Sarah, Cook, and Mac. And I'm like, I hate this party.
1: Yep, this is not my preferred party composition yeah. by any means. And also, I just... You know, this is fully on me, but I just kind of forgot again that I should probably just flee some of these fights because I, you know, I went through some of these fights, and, and with them especially, it's mage-heavy. They're not terribly strong characters, and I I burned through essentially all of my SP pretty quickly, on my MP, I guess. You're right And... And I'm just left with like parties that can't do anything and – well, I guess I was somewhat saved by the bell and then lost my whole gameplay session. But on the second playthrough, I just realized I'm like, yeah, there's no – I mean yes, I want the levels. Yes, I want to grind with these characters, but no, do I not want to be in a position where I'm – using up my last items and I'm completely out of magic capabilities. And then all of a sudden they throw a boss or something at me. And then
0: I actually just have to restart. So I have decided to come prepared for everything. (laughs) I own about 60 mana capsules, which I believe fills 250 MP. So even if I don't have cook in my active party, I just go to her and say heal everybody and then if she's running low, I'll just give her a mana capsule.
1: Yep. So there's there's two things but so I to flash forward just a little bit, where I am in this game is I'm just grinding. You know, I'm ready for the next big section almost. Uh but there there's definitely some abilities I still need to gain. The one other thing I desperately need to do before I go back into battle is find Avenger. Because I need those mana capsules. I also don't have any resurrection items at all anymore, and I haven't for a while.
0: Well, you can easily do that by just going to the world map. So after the Ancient Ruins section, you can just travel wherever you want to without having to worry about getting on a ship and, and going somewhere.
1: Yep. Yeah, so, and I did that. I went into Numara, so I just need to to actually spend my coin.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, party splits, and we are now activating elevators and platforms for the other parties to get on and eventually, hopefully, loop back around. This place is three sections, and I'm just like, oh my god, it just keeps going, And it just kept on and kept on, and we'd get back together, then we'd separate again. And I'm just like, really? Uh, I I never actively got lost. At the same time, I never actively knew what I was doing.
1: Yeah, it was one of those types of dungeons where I just went as far as I could. Yeah. And then when I realized I couldn't go any farther, you switch and then go as far as you can with the other ones?
0: That's exactly what I did. And I was like, I really hope they don't throw a curveball in here and, like, that second platform was the one I really need to be on. I was like, surely to God, this game doesn't allow me to screw myself over. (laughs) Surely. Yeah. And and either it doesn't, or I was just dumb luck.
1: Yeah. No, I, I... I don't think it does. Uh, so I, I didn't really have any problem with this section. I thought it was a bit of a change of pace. It was a little bit more meandering than I necessarily wanted it to be, but I, I don't know. I, I didn't have a huge problem with it.
0: I was able to handle most of the fights, too. I got didn't run from any of them. So that was the reason why I got kind pretty high. It's because mm. I was kind of like forcing myself to fight him. But luckily I had, you know, I had Sarah who has turned out to be a pretty damn good mage for me. And I just, you know, refer to the elemental chart and hit him with the elements. Um, but needless to say, after we make it through this entire place, uh, there is this magic stone... And
1: (laughs) they make a comment early on in the dungeon that like, oh, that can't be it. That's too small. So I was imagining some giant monolith at the top of this thing. Yeah. And then when you finally see it, it's still tiny.
0: It's the exact same size. Yeah. (laughs) You can hold it in one hand. Yep. But anyway.
1: Size of a hamburger.
0: So uh, we find it. And of course, Jansen's like, oh, I'll go get it. Of course, everybody's like, no, don't go over there. And, of course, he just ignores them.
1: Yeah, That's pretty a, good Janton moment again.
0: No, no right, look, we need just, this, right? You, didn't you say we needed this? <laughs> and he picks it up, and, of course, well, he summons the guardian of this area, which is a boss fight.
1: Yeah, very intricate name of Ancient Fiend.
0: The Ancient Fiend, uh, who has two friends with him. Uh, and yeah you need to take out one of his friends first <laughs> Uh I took out the yeah. left one because it was um, oh man what was it doing it was constantly doing something well,
1: yeah there, there was a lot of I don't want to say interesting they weren't particularly interesting but they were slightly different like they one of the abilities was that they kept switching your party
0: yeah they kept switching the front row and the back row yeah But, um, with, with, uh, with the buffs that I put on all my characters at that point, I was still using cook and she can just basically, so she has an ability called cover and cover basically the next attack will nullify whatever it is, no damage whatsoever. So as long as I kept one of my bruisers with cover on it, I was okay. Um, I have since abandoned Cook.
1: Yeah i I think before the last recording, I abandoned Cook and basically have stuck with that strategy of saying Sarah and Ming are the ones that were introduced later. Therefore, I think they're end game mages, and Cook is a beginner mage. So that, for for better or worse, was my thinking. So I haven't really used Cook. And I barely used Mac other than when they make us use them.
0: Yeah. So Yeah. Uh the beat this one, didn't die at it or anything like that. It was it was challenging, but I was Yeah, I, it took a long time. It did take a long time. Um that was when I started realizing, hey, the power hit uh is actually pretty devastating.
1: Do you like that better? I initially I was going back and forth between power hit and combo, and I ended up going with combo just because sometimes they'll dodge, and I figured at least combo I have a chance at getting half damage in.
0: I have never had an enemy dodge my power hit. Now, with combo, power hit, I feel like every time every time I, I see power hit, I noticed that both Seth and Kaim heal when they get when they hit with it and that's because i have it set to where every time they critical they heal themselves a little bit i get Mm. the power hit is always a critical hit yeah it's an insta okay yeah i I think that's what it is um but once again i couldn't tell you because they they don't just they don't (sighs) describe anything in this game they just say it's a very powerful hit and i'm like okay all right
1: I assume that's better than a regular hit. Let's go
0: with it no, it definitely is, and if you give them power yeah, drinks no, I know. yeah oh man it's it's if I give a, like at this point, my strongest character in the entire game is Seth mm. Seth's power hit with a with a, with a power drink on her buff is like guaranteed a thousand damage if not more
1: yeah, I think my favorite was using poweris on kime. And then doing the combo, because it was doing, at least on the on the Arthrosaurus or on the Dinosaur or whatever, it was doing 950 per hit for two hits. Dang. And I was like, oof. I mean, it wasn't as much as Tolton's single hit, which was like 1100, for just like a straight attack with Powerus on him. But, you know, but the fact that it was doing it twice, I mean, that... We'll get to that dinosaur fight, but man, that that was that was eye opening. Once I realized how much damage you can do when you when you combo a couple of these abilities.
0: Yeah. So yeah, uh, get a little cutscene afterwards after the boss fight, and there, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Seth tells Tolton, you see. He did that because he was brave. You need to be brave like that. And I was like, no, he did it because he's fucking stupid.
1: Yeah, also, I like the part, I think it must have been right before that, when after the whole fight's over, Jansen just goes in to touch it again. Yeah. And then they, they, they tell him, like, oh, no, what did you do? And he, like, freaks out and jumps to the floor.
0: That's right. I remember that now.
1: And then it was, yeah, Kime takes it and then throws it and says it'll blow up or something. And then uh, I think that's when we're back on the, the Nautilus. So.
0: Yeah, it wasn't Kime. It was said. Said said throws it at uh, Tolton, and Tolton dodges. Yeah. And, yep. <laughs> and um, Jansen dives to catch it. And, of course, well, like, why didn't you catch it, Tolton? He's like, you said it would explode. <laughs> Yeah, he hasn't really learned much. I'm starting to like him, though. He was, yeah, he I was mean, just a gullible, gullible idiot. But I feel like he's he's actually a legitimate good guy now.
1: Now he's our gullible idiot, idiot yeah. <laughs> instead of you know, instead of a patsy of Gongora.
0: So yeah, uh, now that we have the magic stone. We are able to upgrade the Nautilus to where it can now traverse the, uh, hypercurrents. So we can go wherever we please now. Uh, and, uh, the first order of business is going to Nomara. Uh, but when we start pulling up to Nomara, we notice, oh crap. Some of Gongora's monstrous thugs are there. Uh, the giant dinosaur creatures. Is this when it
1: breaks out of the encasement?
0: I think so, yeah. Uh, And uh, they start attacking... They start charging toward the city uh, of Numara. And we have a boss fight with one of these things. Uh, It has an ability called Heat Breath, I believe, that attacks a row. And if it attacks the front row, which is Kaim and Seth for me, it does some significant freaking damage. Um, If it hits the back row, eh, 400 hit points, no big deal. I can have said use two healing items, and bam, we're back to normal. But it's random on when this does this. On top of that, it also has a regular attack. Its regular attack is not that... Uh, powerful, but what it can do is instantly petrify you. Yep. So, we have a boss fight. I beat it. Then it pops up saying, would you like to view this tutorial? I'm like, okay, yeah. The tutorial then explains that there are actually four more of these bosses you have to fight. They are all slowly Godzilla-like going through the ocean and walking Toward the city. If one of them reaches the city. It is game over. You can fight them. Or you can stop them in their tracks for a while. Try putting them to sleep. Okay. This is weird. But I'll give it a shot. So. I start off. I go to the first one I can run into. I put it to sleep, I leave. Flee the battle. When you flee the battle and you put one to sleep, the icon on the map is now turned from red to blue. Blue means that that monster is asleep. You can then move on to the other monsters that are still advancing, put them to sleep, and then deal with one at a time. Okay. Also, any damage that you do during a fight remains there even if you flee the battle and come back. So, during this this time, because I've done I did this three times. Yep, me too. On the first time, I would sleep. I know, one hundred percent know, I slept him with Sarah. And when I left the battle, oh, that
1: sounds different.
0: The icon <laughs> S-
1: slept him with Sarah.
0: <laughs> yeah. When I left the battle, their icon was still red. Now, at this yep. point in the game, I did not realize that red and blue... I mean, obviously, there was something different. And I'm, I was assuming that it was... All right, that one's asleep, or I have I've, I've went and did something to it, or something like that. For some reason, the icon did not turn red. So I continued on to the other monsters... There were two monsters that I slept that they did not turn blue. And I could not figure out why. I know I 100% put them to sleep. Guaranteed. But for some reason, the game just said, nah, you were kidding.
1: Yep. It didn't actually stick. That happened to me all the time. Yeah. I, I had to cast sleep three times in many, many of those fights before it would stick.
0: So, I don't know. If the game was just acting weird. But anyway. I'll there be- was a
1: hitch though. You could actually tell when you cast the spell. What so it? If, when, you, when you would cast sleep. So the the strategy I was using for, you know, by the end was to have everybody ahead of Ming defend so that she would go straight into her attack before the arthosaurus would and so I would have her cast sleep and it would do this thing where it kind of like falls forward not not on its face but it kind of slumps forward yeah if it just stayed slumped it was asleep but right before it would cut away from it sometimes it would hitch its legs a little bit and and pull its head up say a foot okay And and that was the indication that the sleep spell didn't take so I would just go through do the whole thing again, hit it with sleep, and it would slump forward, and then it would hitch up again, and then I had to go through it a third time, and it would stay slumped, and then I was like, all right, now I can exit and go on to the next
0: one. Okay see i I don't
1: know why, but it I, definitely sometimes took two times, sometimes took three.
0: Well, needless to say, the first time I did this, I killed three of them, and one of them I mean it was i was I was on its tail and it it touched the city. Game over. I'm back at the very beginning of this. And I'm like, oh my God. I even said it aloud. My wife was there working on her computer. And I was like, motherfucker. And she was like, what is it? I was like, I got to do this bullshit again. She's like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. So, round two. Started it up. I go to the first monster. I prepare, just like I do with everybody, to get ready to sleep this monster. Uh, This monster um, uses heat breath back-to-back. Yep. Kills my first row, kills my second row. Game over again.
1: I thought that was just me because I lost an entire playthrough on this section as well because he ended up casting it six times in a row and I was like well th- there's nothing i can do I-, I can't keep my characters alive through that and just died
0: at that point i then saved my game and turned it off <laughs> and said i am i am i am done with lost odyssey for today i came back to it the next day with much trepidation in my heart and did it and played it the safest I could play it. I put them all to sleep. I attacked one of them. If I saw one of them turn red, I would immediately put that one to sleep and flee and go put that one back to sleep. I was done playing games with this game. (laughs) So I was able to beat it. Yay. See,
1: I I died the one time because it killed me. The other time I had to reset this section was because one of them made it all the way to the city. But that was because I had gone through and put three of them to sleep and started fighting the fourth one. And I just wasn't doing enough – like I I was definitely winning the battle. But by the time I was done with that, two more of them were already awake. Moving. And so I, I went back. I put one to sleep. Then I started fighting the other one that had woken up. By the time I was done with that one, I you know I could already see because the map is still present and they're still moving while you're fighting, which killed me because th- the last one that had been asleep before had woken up and it took me so long to kill the one I was fighting that it just made it all the way to the city. And I was like, I even if even if I can just bounce back and forth between them when they're asleep, I'm like I don't feel like I'm doing enough damage to to juggle three or four of these at the same time. So I just kind of looked up the fight strategy separate from like the, you know, the sleep and the map strategy. What, what should I actually do to take these things down quickly? And that's where I, it had the recommendation to, to use power us on. Basically it was, it was use this specific party formation so that you have three melee characters and three characters that can cast power us. And then all you're going to do is power up your three frontline people so that you, I was literally doing four or five thousand damage around. round, maybe more like five to six thousand. Damn. It, yeah, because everybody. So I had Tolton doing eleven hundred or so. I had Kaim doing nineteen hundred, and then I had Mac doing about twelve hundred with his combo hit powered up.
0: wow you pulled Seth, Seth out?
1: Yep, didn't have Seth at all. Didn't use Seth at all for the section.
0: Wow, nah, jesus he's my heavy hitter.
1: So I used those three to barrage him with physical damage. Then I had Sarah just also casting Powerous. And then I had Ming constantly putting the Soros to sleep, even during the fights where I was fighting him. Because if you put him to sleep, he'll skip his turn. So he never gets to cast Fire Breath. So on the rounds that went well, he never attacked me once because he just slept through his turn and then I did five or 6,000 damage to him. See, so I,
0: I was never able to do that properly because I would always get an attack in after sleeping him.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. So, but I was able to finally beat it.
1: Yeah. I, I really realized that the power of stacking those abilities in that fight though. So, and on my third try, I finally beat it.
0: <laughs> so did you continue on or did you stop right there?
1: Uh, continued on a bit further.
0: Okay. So um, we go into Namara. Uh, everybody recognizes the Queen's back. Yay. And um, they're like, thank you so much for stopping those monsters for us. Ah, no problem. And uh, we have to go back because the bridge is out that leads to uh, the city proper. We're right there at the port area. So we can go back to Mac and Cook's home, which is what I do. And uh, I go there and rest. And when you do, you get a cutscene saying, okay, Ming, I have to go see my people. I have to go and see what's going on in the palace. Uh, and we hear that uh, uh, Kansas... Uh, Captain Kansas over here, <laughs> uh, uh, the general uh, that ran us out of the city before, um, has uh, pretty much taken up shop and uh, is running things. And, well, we we can't have that. So, there's two things I need to to mention. The first one being a cutscene that I cannot remember Where this cutscene took place. I want to say it was. After we got Kaim and Sarah. Back and we were back on the Nautilus. There was a. Cutscene from the past. And that scene was. All the immortals. Including Gungora. In this chamber of mirrors. And they mentioned that. As long as we are here. And as long as the mirrors are here. Magical energy will continue to spew into onto this world and make it more powerful. And everybody seems to be good with leaving, with the exception of Gongora. is like, nope, we don't need to leave this world, because if we leave, the magical energy goes away. And apparently he's got big plans for that magical energy. So everybody's confronting him saying nope not doing that and he's like what are, you, what are you gonna do we're immortal you can't kill us He's like, "Nope, but I can do one better and he casts a uh, a memory loss spell on them and that's uh, that's where they forget everything. Right.
1: Yeah. How did that tie in? Because I remember that cutscene, but there was also the the cutscene of where the Arthrosaurus gets frozen when the queen chooses to give up her memories, and then it's only. You know, it's only after she's got these all back that she says, "Oh, well, this, the, the Arthosaurus is now unfrozen because I've gotten my memories back."
0: It must have been after we got to the Nautilus, and Ming's like, "Yeah, I remember. I remember what I'm doing now. I remember. I remember everything." And that's yeah, when I
1: think I think Seth is like surprised. She's like, "Oh, you, Queen, you have your memories back."
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's what happened. So, I still don't know what's going on here. I, I if, for some reason, I get the sinking feeling that Gangora is actually not a bad guy. He's doing a bunch of bad things for the right reason.
1: Oh, you think the right reason? I was going to say, I think he started off with the right idea, but then was corrupted by the power.
0: Possibly. Like, that that could be it, too. I feel like he is just so desperate for to do something that we don't know yet, that he he's, he'll do anything to make sure it happens, which you know turns a person into a bad yep. guy. But uh, I think it he had the right intentions. The you know, the path to hell's paved with good intentions.
1: Yeah, Poor misunderstood Gungora.
0: Yep. He could be a little bit less evilly, though.
1: He does have the maniacal laugh down pretty well.
0: Yeah. Laughing on into the night is is not a very good look for you, Gongoro. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
1: on his speech. Between the maniacal laughs, the eyebrow raises, the smirks. I mean there's there's no way anyone would <laughs> confuse him with a, a noble pure of heart paladin.
0: Yeah. So, um Matt, I know you saved here. Uh, I I do want to at least bring up the next thing that happens. The next thing that happens will be a a few cutscenes and then a boss fight. Now, I did this today. I just went into the boss fight. I don't know how anybody does this boss fight. Excuse me. I don't know how anybody does this boss fight. Without without doing what I had to do
1: yeah it's it's funny that you tried it because I didn't quite make it that far, so i I actually never went back to Cook and Max house. I just kind of wandered around Numara. and I was trying to decide i'm like oh should I should I do some side quests? should I just find an item shop and stock up and then I just went towards the palace because I'm like, all right, well, I, I know that's where Kakanis is, so I'll head to the palace. I got to the outside of the palace, hit a cutscene, I think the same one where the queen's like, oh, I need to confront him and I'm going to go do this by myself. So then I saved it, and then I went and, and started doing some grinding to get the
0: components that I need. Okay. So for anybody listening that's playing along with us and hasn't made it at this point yet, it is imperative that you get an item that teaches your immortals nullify fire attacks. You can find this uh, by doing a very small side quest. You have to go back to ura get a dream and you will get a hint one of those treasure hints first dream in a while yeah and then you go back to the old sorceress's manor yep and then you'll find the item there it's in the courtyard the little so go through the main door then go straight Go through the court, little, little courtyard area with the little small hedge maze and it's right there on the right. You pick it up and you learn that ability on all of your immortals. It teaches you to nullify fire attacks because there is a massively devastating fire attack in the next boss fight that will just completely wreck your party. So. Just FYI. Yeah.
1: I need to give that to the rest of my characters, and I also want at least one or two more to pick up Persist, and then I'll be ready for this next fight.
0: That's true. Yeah, Persist is also very nice as well. The other thing I went and got, which was a suggestion by Chad. Uh, he sent me a DM on Twitter telling me about this. If you go back to the Village where uh, uh, Kaim and Sarah used to live a long time ago. Can't remember is that, what that to-
1: Tosca Village? Tosca, Tosca? Village.
0: To- yeah, Tosca Village. You do that little mini-game where you run around and try and find all the statues.
1: Oh, that's why I had it. I was like, yeah, I already had this Medusa's head.
0: No, the Medusa's head is not the important thing. The Medusa's head is you can be found at any time there is behind the waterfall at that village. Now, the important thing is doing that little statue quest. Find all 16 statues, and you will be rewarded with a magic ability called Gamble. Now, Gamble is a level two spirit magic attack it does no elemental damage which is fine It's in fact that's usually pretty good because it's just it's just damage it doesn't matter yep and it is a gamble it only costs 10 10 magic points to use and the attack power ranges between i've seen it as low as 38 hit points to 2,010 hit points. Wow. I have taught that to all of my mages, and I am exclusively using that for the rest of the game. (laughs) Because while 38 sucks, there are plenty of times I'm doing well over 1,000 damage with just one attack. It is really, really good. Hmm. So I yeah, had to suggest I,
1: those. I, I did that quest, but I only got like 12 or 13 out of the 16.
0: Yeah, go back and get all 16. Trust me. But that is, uh, that is where I will stop talking because, Matt, you haven't made it any farther than that. Yep, just mi- mid-grind at the moment. But we are really close to the end of this game, I would assume. I think we've got... One last big dungeon to go through. And then it's... Then it's to the end. So we'll see. I'm going to try and do it this week. And... Finish... To sucker up.
1: Yep. I'm dedicating quite a lot of time on Saturday to just... I I, I assume that I'm still going to have this like section of grinding. Then I'm going to fight this next boss. Then I feel like I'm probably going to go grind again. So I... I'm going to set aside some extra hours so I can make sure that it, we finish this weekend.
0: Okay. All right. I will do the same. We do have an email. Comes in from Chad. Let's see here. It is labeled Lost Odyssey, so fitting. Yeah, it's appropriate says, howdy crew. Sounds like you all just are just getting around to disc four. And I don't think there is a whole lot to say at this point since it's mostly dungeon crawling up until the end. I clocked about eight hours from the point of no return on disc four to the finale. The final dungeon is long and split into multiple parts. I hate to say it, Drew, but I think you will really struggle with the final boss. But I could be wrong. Great.
1: Eight hours just from the point of no return. Whew.
0: Yeah. I'm pretty sure when you, so there's, it's not really a spoiler. It, we, we're going by a fact, and the fact, the next part is Grand Staff. Grand Staff is broken into four parts, and I know for a fact that when you go to Grand Staff, it will pop up saying, this is the point of no return. Are you sure you want to go here?
1: I'm still scarred from Mass Effect 2, seeing that pop up on my screen, but I'm ready.
0: <laughs> Who will
1: die? I don't know, but I'll, I'll live through it.
0: Uh, everybody uh, survived except for Thane, and I said, nope, and reloaded and fixed that. I said, sorry, mate. This is, this is my playthrough. You, don- you. you
1: don't survive in my story.
0: So who who all died? I can't remember.
1: Yeah, I, d- I don't even remember on my first – my real, quote-unquote, real playthrough. I lost at least three people. I lost three people, I think. And I said uh, the, the price was high, but we won.
0: If only Ashley would have died, because she got on my damn nerves. Anyway, <laughs> <clears throat> on four, there is basically a ruins area you have to get through and then the final dungeon. However, there is a lot of optional excursions available as well. There are several optional areas you can now access for treasure hunting and grinding, hidden treasure clues you get from the NPCs, optional bosses like in the old Final Fantasy games, Tolton's Royal Treasures, Auction House, Battle Arena, and even a pair of glasses you can equip to find even more hidden treasures. I did all of that stuff years ago during my initial playthrough and just went straight for the final dungeon this time. I ended up with finishing the game in about 45 hours. So I'm well past that at this point. I would say... I'm
1: at about 40, I think.
0: Yeah, I think I'm I'm like 48. At this point, because I I grinded for a while. Uh, I would say it's more about how you set up your characters versus grinding to make it a little easier. I use spirit magic a lot. I often buffed my melee fighters with power and leaned heavily on the gamble spell, which is a level two spirit magic you can get from the Kelon, Kelolon statue hunt in Tosca Village. It basically became the only offensive magic spell I used throughout the game from that point. When used by powerful magic users, it doesn't take long to cast, only costs 10 MP, and is a non-elemental, so the enemies couldn't buff against it. It takes about 15 minutes to get, and you should be able to revisit Tosca at this point. Hang in there. You are almost done. Till next time, Chad.
1: It's actually a very underrated benefit of it, I would say. The fact that it can cast quickly. Because the number of times that I've been in a fight and those casting times are already long for the powerful versions of the spells. The ones that cost like 40 especially. But then, you know, but then they get bumped even longer when you get hit, I think. Right? It like knocks you down on the priority order. So it just takes ages to cast those spells. So the fact that it you know, cost 10 and cast quickly is almost as much of a benefit as the damage output itself.
0: Yeah. Well, I've never found the the return on big spells to be that great.
1: Yeah. The only good ones, I, I had a few good ones. I was casting Grounda on the Arthrosaurus. Maybe that thing was just weak to everything, I don't know, but some all, all of my best like damage outputs have been in that fight. Because I had at the end I had when I had Ming casting sleep, I had Sarah casting Groundis, I think, and it was doing eight hundred damage.
0: So um the each one of the uh Arthrosauruses was a different element type. Huh. So you yeah had, I
1: just brute forced
0: it. <laughs> yeah, you had to switch up the elements. And yeah, that just um yeah, that's why I kept referring back to the um to the elemental chart.
1: Yeah, that uh seems like the right way to do it.
0: So, that's it, though. What do you think? Do you think we're going to get a decent conclusion here?
1: I think we're going to get a grand battle at Grand Staff. I do not think there's going to be a big story payoff. You don't think so? No, I think we just got really excited by all those sci-fi options. I think there'll be a reveal. I don't think it's going to be super interesting. That's my... That's my bold thought of the day. I don't expect much. Just give me one good Gungora scene, and uh, <laughs> just give me that, and you know, and and a really big battle, <laughs> and, and I'll call that a happy ending. I
0: was I was, gonna, I was thinking I, th- I thought you were just going to say and a really big snake.
1: Yeah, one giant snake. That's all I ask for. Is that too much?
0: Yeah, I want a big one cobra. With with Gongora's face on it. That's all I need. What if? Hear me out here. What if Gongora in the final battle turns into a giant snake? <laughs> what if he morphs into a giant snake with his face on the on the on the head of it? That'd be great. That
1: would, would be a great way to end it.
0: And then they just say screw it, and they play the the boss m- music for uh, Blue Dragon. <laughs> this is the beginning. <laughs> I will certainly take this over Blue Dragon any day. You know what? I Now that I'm thinking about it, yes. I thoroughly enjoy this way more than I did Blue Dragon. I don't think Blue Dragon was a bad game. I think Blue Dragon had some horrible friggin' characters.
1: Yep. I think it had some horrible characters. I didn't like the art style. And... Everything outside of that was okay, yeah, there you go. Right, so this game actually you know has some things that are that raise an eyebrow or, or six if you're gangora sure and and it has some things that aren't great, but it has other things that are really great
0: well, I guess we'll see next week, yeah, I'm excited. So if you would like to send an email, and next week will be the final episode, or at least we, we're, we're, I'm 90% sure we, it will be, make sure you send those emails in next week. It's Drew at ZTGD.com. You can also tweet to us. I am at Drew Leachman. Matt is at REMGS. And the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. But yeah, there you go. We're, we're on the home stretch, babe. We're gonna be, we're gonna be cruising right along.
1: Final countdown.
0: The final countdown. But that's it. I appreciate everybody listening. Until next time, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we are out of here. You guys have a great week, and we'll be back with the continuation and conclusion of Lost Odyssey.